We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to episode 497 of the Barcelona Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Ian Hilton, and this is a La Masia Update Summer 2023 edition. Looking at the list, this might be the most Barca Athletic-heavy version of this La Masia Update in the four years that I've been doing this, which does make it pretty exciting, because that means that a lot of the names I'm going to throw at you are really just one step away, or not to say anyone excited for injuries, of course, with Ronald Araujo, that being one that I wouldn't want to see at all, but... Regardless, there is one or two injuries away from maybe seeing some of these players in the first team. The reputation that some people on the internet seem to want to give Xavi about not trusting in young players, he certainly has his finger on the pulse of the players with the highest ceilings in the academy, regardless of what level of the academy they're in, because a lot of the players who are also on this list, regardless of whether they're with the U19s or the U18s, have been in first team training or have played in a friendly with the first team before. And speaking of having your pulse on something, I have my finger on the pulse of these videos, and I know that the Academy updates either have no one watching, or I get a ton of people who don't subscribe to watch if the algorithm decrees it. And so I can get more people to watch. Please give this video a like and subscribe so I can keep making more. All right, back to it. For all the talk of Xavi not trusting youth, his squad against Adafi had five players 20 or under, all five of which who played. Don't underestimate that Balde, Pedri, Gabi, Ansu, and Lamine Yamal are all still so young in the grand scheme of things, because they were all added to the first team dynamic one year after another. Ansu, then Pedri, then Gabi, then Balde, now seemingly Lamine Yamal. That's pretty absurd to successfully add a teenager to your team one year after another, after another, after another, after another. I know Pedri isn't from the academy, but he was 16 when he first joined the club and jumped right into the first team but that doesn't make his age any different than it currently is. And Vita Roque, all of 18 years himself, is coming in January. If Barca are actually serious about even Fresneda, who I'm not so sure they are, that would be another 18-year-old. Much of Barcelona's future is already in the first team, so just take a deep breath before you start yelling about why these next names are not going to get their opportunities under Xavi. So with so much youth already in the first team and Lamine Mall already the newest kid on the block, you may not see many of these players in the first team this season, but some will be on the bench, I think, occasionally. For the ones already around the first-team dynamic, left-back Alex Valle being the exception because he was loaned out to Levante, I'm not going to spend time highlighting the players who you may already be familiar with for their time around the first-team in preseason and last season. Lamine Mall, Alex Garrido, Marc Casado, Fermin Lopez, Angel Alacan, and I am throwing Mika Faye in there too. 
I have a feeling that I'll be talking about all of those players outside of these La Masia updates, so that's why I mentioned them there at the top and not really delving too much into them. Usually, I just count down five going down the ranks from Barca Athletic to the U16s, and I usually don't have to stay with Barca Athletic for long because most of those players won't be getting the promotion over the prodigy coming directly from the U19s. But this season, Rafa Marquez has a really young squad, and based on preseason lineups, he'll be pulling regularly from players that will likely be registered at the U19 or even U18 level. So starting with players that I think will be regulars with Barca Athletic, let's start with the new recruit, Noah Darvich. Darvich is a 16-year-old attacking midfielder who, due to his left foot and coming from a German academy that isn't Bayern, he's already drawn comparisons to Mesut Ozil. Darvich is a bit taller than Ozil, and comparing players at 16 is a waste of time. So it'll be up to Kool-Aid's to get to know the Freiburg product on their own. He plays for Germany's U16s and U17s, and the fact that he comes in as a left-footed high interior midfielder, the exact position that Xavi is asking for with Bernardo Silva, Darvich who is also one of the standout players alongside Lamini Mall at the U17 Euros, could be a year of getting his feet wet in Spain away from the first team. He was a huge signing for the academy, but his potential and international reputation, even at his age, means that if he misses out on Barca's first team, he will still likely command a transfer fee from elsewhere. In the last preseason friendly with Barca Athletic, he played 45 minutes and was key to both first half goals against Yeda Esportillo. I expect him to be a regular starter for Rafa Marquez. It both benefits the club to play him, and he's already probably good enough to be the starter for Barca Athletic. Getting plenty of starts next to him based on Fermin Lopez being on the first team, Unai Hernandez is a name you might already know after he went to Japan for the Vizel Kobe friendly a few months ago. He's a right-footed attacking midfielder, 18 years of age, and in his second season with Barcelona. He was with Juvenil A last season, having signed from Girona's Youth Academy, and he did make his Barca Athletic debut while also being a regular in the UEFA Youth League. If he can continue to learn how to defend, his innate instincts as a dribbler and a passer will make him a solid professional, regardless of whatever first team that winds up being. The next three will likely be registered with the U19s, but play regularly for Barca Athletic. First up is Mark G, the center forward who also traveled with the first team against Vizel Kobe. He's still just 17, but he's already grown quite into his body, and that's why he seems to have skyrocketed past others in his same age group, like Hugo Alba, who plays the same position. Xi is a local product who has come up through the academy and who will likely be an important figure for Spain when they begin to qualify for the U17 Euros in October. His expected goals this season should depend on where he plays. If he spends 80% of his time with the U19s, I'd hope to see 10 to 12 goals at that level with maybe one or two with Barca Athletic. If he's more with Rafa Marquez, then I think four to five is a fair ask for a 17-year-old playing in the third division in Spain. This year is all about continuing to feel comfortable in his new body and continuing to put some balls in the net. I'm not putting any other expectations on G whatsoever this year. At the moment, Barca Athletic has three registered center backs and one registered right back. So Pau Kobarsi and Hector Ford are likely part of the picture from the jump. They could make some other signings. I mean, if center backs Faye and Gerard Martin, left back Edu Sanchez and right back Trilli, if they all hadn't signed, and they're also 19, 21, 18, and 20 respectively, by the way, but if those four didn't sign, Barca Athletic would have had one defender, Peleu Fernandez, in their squad. So yes, 17-year-old right back Hector Fort, who has trained with the first team double-digit times already in his career, and 16-year-old center back Pau Cubarsi will both be with Rafa Marquez regularly this season. They both featured heavily in the last friendly before the start of the season, and they are also both regulars with the Spain U-17s. To put it bluntly, like Balde at left back since I started doing these, Fort has the best chance to be the next right back from the academy. And while there's more competition, Kubarsi is a center back with the best chance to come from the academy. Between Barca Athletic, the U-19s, and the UEFA Youth League, 
they will both have their opportunities to play a lot this season, which is what's most important at this point. They are both pretty strong for their ages, and in the case of Fort, I'm interested to see what kind of right back he'll be. His positional play sense is very high, as is his technical ability, but I'm not sure if he's going to be that speedy, overlapping fullback type that Balde is. Instead, he may be a good crosser who gets forward on occasion, but is more comfortable helping with build-up from a defensive position. At the lower levels, he kind of gets to be everything, so how he adapts against tougher competition and learns to fill more of a team role will be essential. Kubarsi is just an all-around terrific center-back product. He does everything, and I mean everything, at a level higher than other 16-year-old center backs, and his challenge will be continuing to do those things as he gets older and the competition gets harder. Now, moving to the U19s, but sticking with some names you already know. Pal Prem, who Kool-Aid's got to see in Japan against Fissel Kobe, is arguably the best defensive midfielder prospect in the academy. The 17-year-old is almost opposite the 19-year-old Kostado in what their elite skills at the top level may be at the defensive midfield position. Prem isn't a top tackler yet the way that Kostado is, but Prem's touch and quick decision-making is what I think may be at a higher level than Kostado at the same ages. Prem has a long ball in there that is the kind of ball that gets you practicing with the first team, which he's done on occasion, but the rest of it, the physical stuff, is what will get Prem in the first team down the road. At 17, there is plenty of time for him to get there, so we have to be patient. And the last member of the Japan travel party was Danny Rodriguez, who, like Prem, I expect to get some Barca Athletic call-ups, but regularly be playing with the U19s. Rodriguez just turned 18, and is an averting left-footed right-winger, who I expect to be the primary attacking force for the U19s and likely the UEFA Youth League squad. He arrived from Real Sociedad in 2020, and the only question for him will be whether he's actually a right winger at the top level. He can go by other teenagers, but he doesn't have that natural burst needed at the top level on the wing. So will he need to learn to play in the midfield? Either way, those questions still don't need to be answered fully for a teenager who's just 18. He can keep doing the things he does at the levels he's at, keep playing well and gaining confidence, and worry about the other hard questions later. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you think of great duos, who do you think of? Jordan and Pippen or LeBron and Dwayne Wade. I mean, I talk about basketball a lot here on this podcast, but for the Barcelona version, there's PK and Puyol or PK and Mascherano. Or the easy example of Xavi and Iniesta. And as you can hear from my voice, the perfect teammates aren't just professional athletes. It's cold season. I guess the flu and cold medicine, perfect teammates as well. But in this case, when it comes to growing your business, that's you and Shopify. <coughs> Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
To be honest, I've been doing this show long enough, and as I mentioned, it's cold and flu season. You hear it in my voice, especially during the holiday season. So whenever it comes to this business, anything that I can set up and kind of have working in the background that I know and can trust is just plugging along without my attention. Those are the things that I really value at this point. So when my brain is foggy and all I can do is manage to turn on the microphone, talk to the guest, or just talk to myself and get out a piece of content, everything else, having that all automated or working in the background, that's been important to keeping me sane. And that's the thing about something like Shopify. What I do love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So no matter how big or small, how good of a month or how bad of a month, things are just the same working in the background. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs on every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tbpod, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash tbpod now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash tbpod. Goalkeepers are always tough, but they should still be on the list. 17-year-old Miami-born Diego Cochin is looking to be the regular starter for the U19s this season, but who knows with the UEFA Youth League and the other options there. While eligible for the U.S. or Peru at international level, he's made appearances for the U.S. U-17s, but he also has plenty of time to figure that out in the future. We just watched Arnaud Tanasco from promising goalkeeper to just not the right timing for the first team, but with Ter Stegen's age, a 17-year-old goalkeeper is the right age range for some hope for the future. Maybe they get some minutes down the road. Back up the field with the U-19s is Arnaud Pradas, 17-year-old attacking left-footed left winger, who has also played on the right as well. And I'm not sure which is his best side, but my guess is he's going to be a professional on the left. He's much more of a natural winger than Danny Rodriguez, and Paredes has quite a bit more scoring touch as well. He's a local product from Manresa, who's basically been with Barca since the beginning. And he's always been one of the better attackers at his age group the whole way through. Last but not least with the U19s, Xiao Mendes is not on this list because of his first team potential, but because of the nature of his signing. The 18-year-old left-footed right winger is the son of Ronaldinho, and he arrived at the U18s last March, having played with Cusieros Youth Academy before that. But once he turned 18, and obviously his father had some heavy influence in this, he moved to Barcelona. Now, was he the biggest Brazilian prospect? No. But unlike those big Brazilian talents, he came without a transfer fee, and I would say just let the kid be himself. Even if his arrival was based on nepotism. Even if he sniffs the first team, he does look at least like he's the level of the U19s playing alongside other 18-year-olds. Meaning, he's right where he needs to be to become a professional footballer, regardless of who his father is. It's unlikely he'll be doing that for FC Barcelona, but that's the case with everybody else on this list too, and we don't care who their fathers are. As I said, nepotism, it exists, of course, it's frustrating, but those critical of a then 17-year-old were putting their attention on the wrong part of the problem. Let's head down to the U18s now, starting with the other goalkeeper who's been on this list for a while, the other 17-year-old keeper in Aaron Jakobusvili. It's rough that Barca's two biggest goalkeeping prospects are the same age, I mean, rough for them, but I think it'll be a good thing to have Cochin be a regular starter for the U19s and Jakobishvili be the regular starter for the U18s. The level between the U18s and the U19s isn't so great that the better of the keeper won't get his chances when the time comes. I would also expect the Hungarian to get a game or two in the UEFA Youth League, and I will be counting to see how many games and at what levels these different goalkeepers are playing out this season. 
let's take stock at this point in the program because other than Zhao Mendez, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned every single name you've heard outside of the new signings in updates before. So these next two names are quite exciting because being that they are 16 and 15 respectively and playing with the U15s and U16s, they weren't on my radar yet. But due to the fact that Mark Bernal, who could be registered with U18s this season, just started for Barca Athletic in their latest friendly. Now he has to be on the radar. The 16-year-old defensive midfielder is another local product, left-footed and still quite the blank slate to me. Honestly, I've only seen him once, so I can't draw any sweeping conclusions just yet. He's the reason why I do this in both the summer and January. A few months can change a lot for a player. He is cadet A age, but as I said, he could be registered with the U18s. He could feature heavily for the U19s, and he's already playing with Barca Athletic. He'll most likely be in the January update as we learn some more. What's crazier than 16? 15, which is the age of G.A. Fernandez. His first big academy is Espanol, but he moved to La Masia almost right away in 2018. He's an attacking midfielder that played at 14 with the U16s last season. Now this season, he'll likely be playing with the U18s at 15, which is pretty nuts. He is 15, so all I can say about him is that from what I've seen, he is way ahead of his age group in almost every discernible midfield attribute that you'd possibly want. His two goals and two assists in four preseason games start to tell the story, but it's more than that. His technical ability, vision, timing, the whole package, he is better than the other players in his age group. It's hard to know just how special he is, but with Lamini Mall at 16 getting his chances, it's already time to start paying attention to G.A. Fernandez, who is still playing for Spain's U15s. With a kid this young, I have no idea when or where he'll be making his next jump, but I will say that skipping age levels so quickly is usually a good indication that the club knows what they have on their hands. Certainly another one, and maybe from this video in terms of new names, the biggest one to watch. The last category is the U16s. Long are the days when I would do these videos I need to reach down to the U16s for first team potential. That was back when Casado, Xavi Simmons, Jorge Alastui, Fermin Lopez, Balde, and Diego Almeida were down there. 2018, by the way, I checked my notes to fill out these updates. There were enough talents from Barca Athletic, who has gotten considerably younger in the last few seasons, down to the U19s and U18s. But since we're in the tradition of the quick pit stop to Cadet A, the three names are Madu Murcia, Tony Fernandez, and Pedro Rodriguez. Murcia is a Mali-born center back who has been in Spain most of his life and was recruited in 2015 from Manresa to join Barca's academy. He's left-footed, and at 15, his physical tools are way beyond the others in his age range. Tony Fernandez, cousin of GA, is a center forward, and he's also 15. He's left-footed, and along with GA, arrived from Espanol. He's been the main striker for the Spain U15s, and the top goal scorer at their age level always deserves some mention. At the get a level, the midfielder that his teammates look to is the one that you mentioned, and while Pedro Rodriguez shares the name of the Barcelona great, the 15-year-old plays a different position. But again, he's so far been the one to watch from that U16 midfield. Again, the name, Pedro Rodriguez. Credit to Arsene KVE FCB on social media, who is definitely worth a follow for helping with the honorable mentions of players that I might have missed. So for January, you may be able to look out for any of the following. Center back Alvaro Cortez for the U19s. Left back Nico Takahashi from the U19s. Center back Andrea Natali from the U18s. Center forward Oscar Gistau from the U18s. Center midfielder Jim Junient from the U18s, left winger Pedro Fernandez from the U16s, and right back Neil Teixeira from the U16s. So there it is, the La Masia Summer Update. I do expect a bunch of repeat names come January because there are a bunch of new players in the academy as well, but that's the mystery of it. Even the can't miss kids miss sometimes, and you never know which youngster will trust next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. 
they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. To close out the show, I just want to do a quick Barca Femini at the Women's World Cup update. Fidelino Rolfo has played through injury throughout the tournament, and yet she was still a major reason why Sweden got all the way to the semifinals, where they fell 2-1 to Spain, courtesy Real Madrid's Olga Carmona's 89th-minute winner. Spain will meet England in the final on Sunday, depending on your time zone, and it will feature a ton of Barca Femini players on both sides. Kara Walsh and Lucy Bronze for England, and for Spain, it's Kata Cole, Irene Paredes, Onabatye, Lea Codina, Aitana Banmati, Alexia Puteas, Mariona, Sama Perriello, and Maria Perez. That's 11 total players that could potentially feature in the final. And I do expect to see all but Maria Perez play. Catacol has taken the starting spot as the tournament has gone along, and Codina is also starting next to Paredes. Ona might be named the right back of the tournament, and Aitana is Aitana. Alexia doesn't look fit, but she did start against Sweden and did some Alexia things. Mariona has had an up-and-down tournament, but she was huge against the Netherlands in the quarterfinal. Kerry Walsh, on the other side, went down with that really scary injury earlier in the tournament, but either through sheer force of will or good fortune, she's looked okay since. And Salma, who people forget is still just 19, she has had both the winning goal in extra time against the Netherlands and the first goal against Sweden in the semis. With JC off the Manchester United, Salma looks ready for a bigger role with the Femini this season if they don't bring in anyone new. As for who I want to or think will win, it's tough, isn't it? You know the story. The Spanish Federation is already doubling down on the fact that manager Jorge Vilda didn't need the players that chose to sit out, including Patri, Mapi Leon, and Claudia Pina. They have justified their actions and their terrible treatment of their players, that being the Spanish Federation. And I think it's hyperbole that Spain winning will set women's football back. But regardless of what happens, I'll support the Barca Femini players no matter how they handle the situation moving forward. I hope that they can use what will be a huge platform if they win to actually get the change they want. But it's hard to be optimistic about that, obviously. And if Spain lose, then yes, social media will be flooded with English snobbery, but I'll still be happy for Walsh and Lucy Bronze. I think it's a win-win, obviously, in the Barca book. As for the men's team, they are playing Cadiz on Sunday, and they will be without Ronda Rajo for the next month. And I'll definitely be talking about that and figuring that out against Cadiz first and then Villarreal the following week. That review for Cadiz will not be coming out until Monday, and then it'll probably be one more show next week because I'll be traveling later in the week. Okay, so hope you like the show, and as always, until next time, where's the bar? Show?